You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. Dolphins Podcast, a proud member of the Dolphin Talk Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Alex Sides and me, Scott Quiggle. Hey everyone, before we get started today, I'd like to ask a favor of you. Please go to our website at twooldolphans.com and sign up for email notifications. The only time we typically send anything out is when we publish a podcast. Um, and you will receive that email immediately upon us publishing it, which guarantees that you will hear the podcast probably a day before anyone else, as it's taking very long to populate the various uh, platforms, you know, iTunes and Google Play and Spotify these days. So do that. Um, we'd also like to grow the podcast, so if you could follow us on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, that would be great. Tell your friends about us. That would be even better. Thanks. Hello and welcome to the latest, newest, shiniest episode of Two Old Dolphins Podcast. You can still hear a little smile in my voice because it was the Patriots that we beat. Uh, I want to introduce... I guess introduce isn't the right word because you've certainly been part of the podcast before, but uh, Alex Stein Sr. Is, is off on a business trip, so I've got Alejandro here. You were just in an episode two episodes ago, right? The, yeah. The, the Everyone around six around the table episode. Yeah, the the Panthers when we were all together. That was, yeah. a, that was a really fun one, but I'm excited to do a full show with you and, <laughs> and talk about uh, domination of the Patriots. All right. <laughs> it's... Uh, you know, there's a lot of things that we can start with. I think you got to be under a rock to not have seen or just maybe disconnected from social media. Do you listen to podcasts and actually not read social media? Is that possible? No way. Probably not. Uh, yeah, it's both. Yeah. It's a combo of both. But it's still worthy of mentioning Tua has now the best record or undefeated record or whatever you want to call it against Belichick. Yeah. Any in the regular season. Right. Yeah. Cause I know, I think Peyton Manning, I think has the most overall wins mm -hmm. if I read that correctly, but Tua has now the most regular season wins in his six and O, which is pretty unreal. To yeah. Think the about. O part, no other quarterback has like that many wins and no losses. So yep. yeah, that's uh you know I just 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 seems like just yesterday there were so many Tua haters out there in the world and it's good to hear that most of them are quiet these days. Yeah, now I still see you know haters pop up. Some people just won't let go of their narrative and I I saw I don't know whether it was posted on I see my memory just sucks these days <laughs> in our stream in our tech stream or whether I was browsing Twitter or whether I saw it on Facebook actually Facebook has gotten better and better um and I'll, and I'll talk about X also in a minute okay um 
<clears throat> and by X, I mean the platform, not Xavian. But yeah. that's an important subject for later when we talk about <laughs> yeah. injuries also. Yeah. I right? still call it Twitter. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Xavier Howard will talk about him eventually. Yeah, yeah. so uh, it's, it's so fun to just be poning the Patriots at this point. I mean, we suffered at the hands of, really, we know now it's Brady, right? Yeah. Um, and... Uh, and the the bitter fan thing that I was just talking about that I that I watched just cracked me up, and it was like, oh, you know, the, it was weird to hear a Patriots fan or a Patriots podcast or whatever the hell they were talking, you know, two people talking together and say, oh, you know, they probably would have kicked a, our butts by two more touchdowns if they had a better quarterback with a better arm and, yep. and all that. And then the yeah. same thing, did you see Hill's comments about, Sticking oh, the MVP one or no, how he's sticking with his statement that he made when he first came to Miami about two of being the most accurate quarterback that he's ever worked with. I mean, when you've broken, I, he had a great season last year and mm-hmm. he's going to have even better. He's already, I think he's tied or he's gotten more touchdowns already this season than last season. So he's going to obliterate those two seasons. This will be his two best seasons ever in the NFL. So I mean, it's not inaccurate. He's got some data <laughs> to to back up his his bold statement, right? Yep. You know, he was clear because you could tell he still has a re- mad respect and love for Mahomes. Uh, and he's like, I didn't say he was the best quarterback. I said he was the most accurate quarterback, and I I I stand by my word. <laughs> yeah, I so. mean, he's throwing, he's catching like one of those deep forty to fifty yard catches, and he's not taking it forty or fifty yards. Like that's on a dime from. Tua, you know, 40, 50 yards down the field almost every game at this point, you know, the last four or five games. So I, I, I think he's right. Yeah, that social media stuff is such a mix of annoyance and pleasure because some of the stuff I see there is just awesome. I saw, you know, a guy, I, I should credit them and write down their names, but it wasn't somebody that I, you know, like Wingfield or somebody that I'd, I'd seen before. And he mm-hmm. was, he was showing that play from, um, I think the Giants game where uh, the safety was yelling at a corner, get over there to cover Hill. Get, you got to get over there. He was on the wrong side of the field. So he, he sprints across the field. And then the guy that was kind of hosting the, the view of the play was like, he's already gassed. And now he has to one-on-one cover Hill and Hill just takes off down the oh, sideline. Oh, is that the one when Tua changed the play? Yeah. And, oh, and threw the touchdown yeah. to him. Yeah. yeah. So That's I'm so like awesome. the perfect scenario is like, you know, yeah. <laughs> you can't be gassed by having to sprint across the field and then try to cover Tyreek Hill. So. That's the thing when you play man. That's why it's so tough to play man against Miami because yeah. to follow Tyreek cuz Tyreek's a freak but even him he uses I read something that he uses like 2 to 4 IV bags like a game basically yeah. especially in Miami with the humidity. But, I mean, imagine these other guys, because that guy's in great shape. That's why he seems to get a cramp at some point in every game, too, right? Mm -hmm. Because we don't want to take him off the field. He's our cheat code. But all that running, can you imagine sprinting for three hours, basically? It's never enough to to hold him out, either, which is great. He just needs to get some fluids in him, and then, boom, he's right back in the game. Uh, But, yeah, it's kind of tough when you're running that much, especially now. I think he's moving significantly more now than he did on the Chiefs. I mean, we're motioning him almost every single play he's in the game. Mm -hmm. So that's a lot lot of running. You don't don't have to sprint when you motion, 
right? That's a jog just mm. to see what the look the defense is giving you. Sometimes, because sometimes right? you see Tyreek in a full sprint, and then he, he stops and stutters, and then goes back, and you're just like, dude, that's killer on your legs. Yes, I saw I saw an analyst from, I want to say the Carolina game, but uh, you know, I'll just throw that out there. Maybe it was a different game, saying that uh, you know people are complaining about the tush push, referring to the Eagles. Uh, but really, Tyreek is cheating. He's going full sprint, and then they hike the ball. There's no way a, a defender can accelerate from zero to Tyreek speed in order to cover him. I'm like, well, then don't play man. But, you know, the thing about him is that he has continuously built on his skill set, mm-hmm. and he's just as deadly in the zone. He knows because of the timing and the talent of Tua's ability to place the ball. Yeah, the anticipation. Tyreek can be on the right side of the field, and, and Tua throws it to a gap in the left hash, and Tyreek is just, he's there. And he's so <laughs> good it. after yeah. the catch that yeah. when he does see a zone, he can grab three to six more yards every single time because he just kind of sneaks his way to get, and he avoids the big hits. I mean, that's he's so good against man or zone. I mean, he just destroyed the Patriots, who have one of the best zones against mm-hmm. top wide receivers in the league. Yeah. Yep. And we just had two guys go for 100 yards on them, and they hadn't had that happen all year. I want to just kind of walk through the game and pull out some um, tidbits. So I, I, I thought the first <clears throat> possession of the game by the Patriots made a statement for us. Now, the Patriots are not world beaters on offense, so I can't get overly excited it. Uh, but to see Ramsey out there, Finally, I'm like, this is the dream that we had in the off season, like the early off season before he got hurt and everything. Can you imagine what it would be like to have Ramsey and X out there? Well, we still haven't seen that. Still haven't. But right off the bat, the guy was ready. He looks, I don't, I don't, I mean, I can't say he looks hundred percent because I don't know what hundred percent is for, for Jalen Ramsey, but three and out. I mean, that hit he put on that, I, I forget if it was a running back or who had that kind of as a little swing pass, and he put the helmet on the football, and we didn't get that fumble, unfortunately, which I thought, I think it was Deshaun Elliott, he needed to just jump on the ball. He tried to pick it up and go for a touchdown, which I get what yes, you're trying to do. he was trying to scoop and score. Yeah, and I get it, but I think that's yeah. such a important part. You're in the 50-yard line, basically. It's middle of the field. Just jump on the ball, but... I think you have to have a tremendous mental awareness around that situation. If there's another defender near or offensive defender, your opponent near you, then you have to jump on the ball. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If it's truly free, like, you know, the ball is bouncing in open space Mm -hmm. or it's behind the quarterback in the offensive line or something because you stripped sack, then, then go for the scoop and score. And it just requires that you have very rapid mental awareness and Mm -hmm. decision-making. Not sure they, all those guys have it, but it's such a quick, (laughs) Jason Taylor always did. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Jason, I mean, he knew when to jump on the ball and he knew when, but he always wanted to scoop and score. Yeah. He tried. I mean, you know, Ed Reed was kind of one of those guys where he would catch interception. And even if he was in his own end zone or in his own five, he's trying to take it to the house, which sometimes wasn't always the greatest, but that's why he has the most return yards in NFL history. Yeah. Right. So, you know, I, I get what Deshaun was trying to do, but going back to Ramsey, I mean, that play, because I've watched Ramsey as a Hurricane fan. I've watched Ramsey since he's been kicking our ass when he was at Florida State. And that guy is so, he plays 
he can play anywhere really, but he really good at the star position. I think he, can, he makes really good mental, really fast, really good mental decisions. His instincts are wild, right? And because he's super physical and aggressive. If we jump forward and talk about his interception, which is way later in the game, mm-hmm. that's exactly what it was. Yep. He was running, you know, into his I guess zone, you know, uh, to to block out one. Uh, there was already a receiver was in the area. I think it was Parker right? that he was supposed to And then to be. made a mental decision to cut back mm-hmm. on the guy to the guy on the outside yep. based on his awareness of what was happening. And just by doing that, he just owned Jones. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there was no chance the ball was getting He there. saw it so quickly. Mm-hmm. I think one thing that we've missed in this defense, especially when Deshaun Elliott, when he missed, I think he's only missed one game, which was the Bills game. You could see that our safeties couldn't tackle as well. Jalen Ramsey has always not only interceptions covering guys, he's long and athletic, so he's been able to cover tight ends or big receivers. But the big thing is he's so good in the run defense. We really missed him. He's like an extra linebacker, essentially, in the run defense because he can seal the edge and he can get guys on the ground. He's one of those, and he causes fumbles. I mean, he hits hard. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you saw that he went in there physical. Right there, I was like, Okay, physicality-wise, Jalen seems to be good. I wasn't sure about until the interception happened. I wasn't sure how are his hips, you know, how is he moving, you know, is he looking good? He only missed four defensive snaps, so, you know, there's our answer. I think he's uh, going to get better As better. he was returning it down the sideline and hurdled the last defender, he didn't quite have the control or that desire to get in the end zone like Ed Reed did because he sort of sidestepped and put his foot out of bounds and whatever. Yeah. He could have scored on that one. All he had to do, and he the thing is, if you watch the play, so I don't, I, it's hard, right? You watch the play and you see him cut, flip his hips and get that interception. So right there, I was like, okay, his knee looks yep. good. He looks great. Yep. But then on the return, all he needed was one cut inside, and that's probably that's a it. touchdown, yes. right? Mm-hmm. So the, once I saw him hurdle and kind of do that, And I was it like, wasn't a major cut. It was just an adjustment. Yeah. yeah, just just to the left a little bit. And yep. that made me think, you know, maybe he's still in his head, you know, psychologically a little bit. I'm going to get of, out of bounds because I don't want to take a hit on my knees Just in case, something. you know, yeah. that would be horrific for him to come back and be hurt. Of first course. Game, right? Yeah, we, so. uh, just the thought of it makes the hairs on my neck stand up. So, yeah. <laughs> so, but great play. We have him. Oh, we don't have him anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Let's rewind a bit. Yeah. Now, let's rewind all the way to the beginning because this has been a drum your dad and I have been thumping. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I want to mention it again, but I want to take a slightly different perspective by looking at the game. And that is, we won the co- coin toss again. And we deferred again. So we've already made our point about, hey, if you have you go with your strength mm-hmm. and you also take into account the opponent's strength, mm-hmm. right? Yep. When you make a decision to do that, we're just defaulting to receiving every time. And it's really bothering me. And in this game, I want to use it as an example in a different way. Mm-hmm. Okay. L- lately, our offense has come out looking not good. A little slow. Right. Yeah. I mean, we fell fourteen nothing to a terrible team yep. in the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Right. None of us were nervous. <laughs> right. We just knew, but I mean, that shouldn't happen. Yeah. A great. You know, the defense wasn't good enough, mm-hmm. and the offense that we expected to be this number one offense mm-hmm. looked like crap for the first two drives. And usually, really great offensive teams have that script. 
specifically planned against the defense that the coaches have studied, the Mm -hmm. scheme for the game. And more often than not, a good offense is going to score in those scripted drives, right? Yeah, yeah. They're really designed to attack the weakness of the other team, elevate your 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 players, throw some curve, you know, whatever. So Mm -hmm. we looked like shit in those first two drives. And and I, you know, if I have to point to why we looked like shit, it was the O line. Yep. Because our running backs were getting hit in the backfield every time we tried to run the ball. Um, Tua was getting hassled. He got sacked uh, on the second drive. So, um, and, and ended up throwing a bad pick to end that one based mm. on pressure. He was, I think it was mostly based on pressure. He was getting that. Look at that. I watched the breakdown of that play. Yeah. And basically, um, the, there was, so there was two receivers. I don't know who it was, but. Two receivers were next to each other on the right side of the field. Mm-hmm. One was supposed to pull the safety up. He was supposed to run his route. He got pushed off his route and basically didn't take the safety. The safety recognized it, immediately got into the spot. Yeah, I mean, okay. Immediately got into the spot. Yeah. And um, and then at that point, uh, that's when Tua was already throwing to that spot. Right. So he wasn't supposed to be there. And right. The play design just didn't work. It's obviously a lot of those are just timing and throw yeah. to the spot. But I felt like he was hurried throwing to the spot before making a read or a judgment. Yeah, so. Christian uh, Barmore, Barmore, the kid from mm-hmm. Alabama. That kid was blowing stuff up inside, and he was. You know, it's, yeah. it's obviously the whole right side of the field. Uh, every time there was a play over there, a run play, you know, anything, he was involved. Yeah, he was everywhere. So. He really was. That was the guy I was watching the whole time. You know, with Matthew Judon out, I figured, okay, we should be okay. But then. You know, you have injuries on the line and you have backups everywhere. And that's where the the middle pressure, as we all know, is what quarterbacks hate the most. The only guys you can get around that are guys like Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, guys who can get out of the pocket and run. Uh, So for Tua, that's the worst pressure possible. I'd rather go up against elite DNs than elite defensive tackles because it's obvious that our tackles are doing well and our inside is really having issues running the ball and Tua has to throw under two seconds to get the ball out, Yeah, uh, you know, for passing. That's why our passing grades look so much better than they probably would be. Yeah. I mean, you, you've endured my complaints about the offensive line and the lack of value that we put on all off season. I just Mm -hmm. got madder and we didn't draft anyone we didn't really bring in free agents, although you and Andy argue with me that, you know, they did back up, solidified the backup level. And- Isaiah Wynn, that was a big one that I was huge on. I thought that at the guard position, which he showed he could be elite at the guard position. Ooh, elite. He huh. showed he on the Patriots he was really good. On the I guard I position saw him as being serviceable and acceptable, and I was okay with him. But I w- there's no time that I ever called him elite. I mean, on the Patriots, he had two very good seasons: one at tackle, one at guard. It's mm-hmm. when they started moving him to the other side of the line that he never played before, where he had problems. And to get him at, I think he's like a million dollars. He's on a one year deal. Uh, what we've gotten out of him has been huge. You know, he's been great run blocking specifically. That was one thing he was been awesome on. Same with Connor Williams. This is why we're having so many issues running now. And we're trying to run to the outside and guys are blowing up plays. We're just not able to sustain those blocks with, you know, cotton or well, I don't know what happens this week and we'll see, but Eichenberg, whoever the, you know, whoever the rotational guys are going to be, it, it's, it's tough to do it with backups. That's why we're throwing the ball so much. I'm going to bring up some stuff here in a bit okay. about the Patriot game. All right. 
Um, I'm taking a very long time to get back to the point I was originally making in the <laughs> stupid going to us, right? So yeah. uh, the, f- the fact that they had three possessions and actually started the game up 7-0 against us after having three possessions is another indicator to me that why not flip the script and put our number one offense out there and punch him in the mouth on the first drive. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Change the narrative so that we're not coming out there and starting flat. Change the narrative so that we're coming out there first and we're showing that we have an elite offense. And starting from behind, too. Because it could exactly. a lot of pressure on the offense it, and the it defense. Seem, it's, uh, honestly, the last few weeks, it seemed like we need to fall behind before we wake up yeah. and and start Which is a problem. Performing. we've... You know, against bad teams, we've just blown up and been up by three touchdowns really quickly or mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, but you can't do that against the Bills, the Eagles. The we've Chiefs. seen what the Bills and Eagles did to us. I mean, the Eagles had a lot of help from the stripes, sure. but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm never gonna let that go. That's a tough one. Yeah. Uh, that I, uh, that's a tough game to talk about. That one's. Yeah. I, I just everyone. It feels like finally on social media though that people really saw that. And, and said, okay, we're not going to hold that game. I saw it from across the league. I even saw Eagles fans and, or, you know, admitting. organizations <laughs> admitting to it to, you know, an extent. Yeah. You know, oh, we beat the Dolphins. But, yeah, they they had some rough calls. I'd love to see us uh, healthier and at a neutral field or yes. just neutral refs or whatever yes. the case may be. Uh, you know, honestly, I know it comes at the end of the season. And if things go right, the game won't matter. So we won't really know. But I, I just felt like after that drubbing in Buffalo, I couldn't wait to watch the game in Miami, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. To just stuff it up the Bills Mafia's yep. pie hole. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's yep. like, you know, yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. Far yeah. Away. You, you, I know, but <laughs> it's, it's so it's... far down the road now that it's not what yeah. you know. And if we're up a game or two games, two games it would have to be. Unless at, we have tiebreakers or something where we or, are, we can be tied and we're okay. I mean, we may sit right. people the way that. You know, I was listening to, I was listening to, um, actually on the Alejandro's radio. talking with his hands. <laughs> I, I'm yeah. Latin. I can't. <laughs> it's hard not to. Um, so I was listening to something really interesting. Uh, it was saying about how we're handling injuries, and this is going into like Kansas City and other weeks. They were talking about Raiders game leading into the Titans game, all the mm-hmm. different games. But they said last year it felt like we ran out of steam by week 13 to week 17, 18, around there, that those weeks were our, we were really injured. We just didn't have enough depth. Team wasn't looking good. All true. That was I tough. mean, December slide. We didn't win a game in December. Yeah, and what they were saying was that basically the Dolphins were having people play through more injuries last year. As you can tell this year, we're so much more conservative. We flipped that completely. We're holding guys out yeah, extra games. Right. Yeah, so it's, you know, it's a big difference. The strategy could pay off for the long term. I mean, so we're six we'll and two. See. We have it. It's not like we're three and. That's a really know, good point. I mean, your dad was trying to scratch his head. Something weird's going on with the way we're managing yeah. injuries. And he was I'm doing like, conspiracy theory calls to me all week about it, and I was like, I don't yeah. think that's what's happening. Yeah, but. no, I I think the logic that you're presenting as a as a possible like, hey, we're gonna take the long haul look and protect players so that they're around at the end of the season is a really good perspective. I mean, and look it, it at Connor sense. Williams. It's very reasonable. Right? Connor Williams gets hurt. He was available back. to play last week, but we and still. Didn't. But before, I think we, yeah. in the earlier of the year, he played and then was out the last, next four games. Yeah. So he was hurt, missed a game, Bill's game, comes back, plays the Giants game, 
and then he's gone the rest of the That's a tough week, one to so applaud it's honestly hard to, know. to a certain extent because the backup in that situation is amongst the worst in the league. Yeah. Yep. And I'm with your dad on this one. I don't want to pick on Eichenberg. I agree with that. I think he's put him in a think, really tough spot. Yes, I think the coaching staff has put him in a in a situation where it's almost impossible to win. I think it's it's been since he was drafted. I mean, the guy he's came moved in, around a lot. I mean, he played a ton of positions as a rookie and just yeah. never. He wasn't even practicing left tackle and then plays week one against the Patriots left tackle. You're just like, yeah. you're throwing the guy into the fire. And I know he's played those positions before. Yeah, well, have, with a know, center that that's he's never played different. it before. Yeah, so it's completely still. Different. I'm like, why wouldn't you pick up a scrub that at least hiked the ball before? Why not bring up the San? Is the San Diego kid still even on the practice squad at this point? I meant Who? to go look. The San Diego State kid. Yeah, I didn't even check. I, it's just that they haven't even brought him up or anything. They haven't I know. done anything with him. So at least you. I mean, I've just at least you got a guy that has hiked the ball a million times. He knows how to hike the ball, right? Yeah. So. And anything after that's a bonus. Yeah, but, I mean, I yeah. it's I don't know, you know, and that one's a, a tough one. But I think with the injuries, you can just see the difference with the team. I mean, Jalen Ramsey was crazy. I thought he wouldn't be back till the Jets game, mm-hmm. so he obviously rehabbed and worked really now hard. That to Phillips get to this looks a hundred percent. Phillips is looking better every You've week. You've got to cheat on him in order to stop him. Yep, and then now with Chubb playing as well as he is and staying healthy, you know mm-hmm. that's always been a thing with Chubb in Denver. Yep. he's been hurt, but he's a Pro Bowl guy when he's not hurt. Blah blah blah. Guys having a great season so far. But, I mean, you have a lot of injuries that we held guys out and put guys on IR that you maybe didn't think would have gone on IR. Right. Um, but We may have overdone that. Yeah, we might have. Based on the um, the limitations on bringing people back, we've got to be at eight now, aren't we? No, we're not The quite moment at... we take uh, HN back? No, so we have... Isn't that eight? It's River Craycraft is, like, on the bubble. Uh-huh. That's one that he's eligible to come back. I'm pretty sure this is his third week of practice. Okay. So I'm not sure what's going to happen with that. He'd have to go on IR for the rest of the, Maybe out year, for the year if we decided not to spend that. Yeah, because shit. the problem is, is we're, uh, I think we're saving it for Isaiah because I don't think Isaiah doesn't seem like a four week injury. It seems yeah. longer than that. And it'd be something where you four week injury, you open up the 21 day window. We opened H hands now, right? Did we? He's already opened. Yeah. yeah. So he's, with the team in Germany. I can't wait to see that kid again. Oh, uh, I, I traded for him, like, and then he got I hurt. know you did. <laughs> I wanted him so bad. But, <laughs> no, Achan, he already is in Germany, which is interesting, uh, because he can't even play this week. But he's you know what I think that is? On the and, because I have an understanding of um, our head coach's mindset. Mm-hmm. He's got a very agile – I don't know if he knows what the definition of business agility or the agile mindset is, yeah. but he has an agile mindset. I, I guarantee you it's team building. Yeah. Smart that he wants to give everyone the experience of going to Germany and mm. having some fun over Spending there. Time with and, your teammates. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's smart and and it's a bonding. Thing you give when, a chain. You do that all of this week, all of next week, all of the week after to be ready for the Raiders game to come back and be yeah. running back one or a one A one B with Mostert. Yeah. And all right, dude, the Raiders are a dumpster fire. Oh yeah. I mean. I would expect that that score 
to p- have the potential of being like the Denver score, yeah, literally. I, mean, I have some. What when, are they going to do to stop us? When we go into the trade deadline stuff, uh-huh. uh, I definitely have some things that we can bring up about future teams and teams in our oh, division. Did you see the the note that the uh, one team was saying we were calling the Raiders all day long and nobody was picking up the For phone? For Devontae. They wanted Devontae. And yeah. I know the, the Ravens were calling, trying to talk to them about Josh Jacobs. They found out there's no head coach, there's no GM. And no GM. Yeah. <laughs> the offense coordinator got fired the next day. What so. a day to fire them! How's that? Seems like a really Wild. stupid decision to do it right then. Especially if you have someone desperate to trade for you Devontae get a, and get a ton of value and and go into rebuild. You need a quarterback. Yeah. You need to have that chit that, that can put you in the number one or number two draft spot exactly. if there's a quarterback there that's your future. And Devontae franchise. is not helping you win he this year or next no. year or the year after. No, go get value. Let him for go. Him at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Josh Jacobs too. He's not even signed for after this year. He's gone. Or he could sign wherever he wants and to. And if somebody wanted him now, get something for him. Yeah, that, yeah. but that's the Raiders, though, That right? was a bad D- Davis move. Just that day. Wait to the end of the <laughs> Something. <laughs> At least Just, the next day. I mean, hey, it's a- help plan your future for this team by not putting them in the in that spot. Anyways, You're not helping so. that GM firing him earlier or anything, either. It's not like he's going to go get another job right then and there. I mean, you fire him after the deadline. Yeah. He has to figure it out. It's midseason. Exactly. You know? How does that help? Exactly. I don't know. <laughs> Is the new guy that you bring in going to make any moves? You can't. He can't Other do anything. Other than free agent. Yeah. Yeah. So just dumb. The timing was really dumb. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I know we're getting away from <laughs> the, game a little uh, the Pats game here. So <clears throat> I I lost count of how many times we went for it on fourth down during this game. I had it seems like three, the most. I thought. At least three. And we were three for three at that point. I don't think we missed a fourth down. Which is funny. I mean, the, the in a way, I, I keep hearkening back to the Eagles and, and their hopefully soon-to-be illegal brotherly shove-it-up-your-butt uh-huh. uh, play. But uh, uh, our fourth downs are fourth and three, fourth and five. You know, they're not... They're not even a circumstance where that particular play would work if we had the kind of quarterback that could do it. But yeah, um, yeah it's it's in one way it's impressive. In another way, it it I don't know it worries me if he gets all tricky against a good defense and a yeah. good team. Yep. it's going to leave us in a bad position. Like that weird uh, reverse pass that we tried doing against the Eagles. Like uh-huh. it's just. You know, I just think that those gimmicky plays, we don't need to do those. I do miss some of those jet sweeps and some of the sweeps we were doing. I like those type of plays because you can get to the edge really quickly. Yeah, Izukama was had a little special niche earlier in the season, and now he's gone. Yeah, I'm, neck I neck injuries always wor- worry me, so I don't think we're going to see him again this year. Yeah. Um, but with the uh, in the second quarter, though, the one thing I was kind of and. I don't want to complain too much during a win, mm-hmm. uh, but we don't complain. We just talk about what we see. And yeah. if it's a good thing, we highlight it. And if it's a bad thing, we don't hide it. Don't My go thing under the was rug. the Cedric Wilson touchdown. Yeah. I just, I was yelling at the TV. It was like, we're at the one yard line, one, two yard line, run the ball. I know. You know and also it's not like, okay, let's be fair. I love Tua, but Tua is not one of the biggest quarterbacks. When you get down to the red zone, it gets kind of tough. Those windows, he's not that tall. Mm-hmm. I don't love him throwing over the, the O-line and D-line with their arms up. You I'm, get a tip pass like the Giants game, and you know you change the entire game there. I'm, w- I'm with you 100%. I mean, if the, the here's the question that you, you have to kind of weigh. Is, is their defensive line dominating our offensive line? 
the run game it was. And I, I get it, but you can't run one to two yards. Mostert was getting three yards at least to carry. Yeah. There's no and we ran one in late in the game for a touchdown. You couldn't Mostert have done had that. a touchdown. Yeah, you couldn't have done yeah. that Off at left that tackle. time. I yeah. love Tua getting his 18th touchdown and having you know 18 touchdowns now, and that's great. Uh-huh. I love that for his stats yeah, and for the too. haters and all that. But <laughs> and for one of my fantasy teams, yeah, yes. <laughs> right. So, but the thing is, is that I, I just there in NFL wise, like McDaniel, he's super smart. He's a genius. I totally get it. I think he gets into a habit. This is the I'm gonna just interrupt you for a second because he just gets like he gets like he's playing a video game. Madden every time, like he's a Madden and and forgets to you know, certain circumstances, especially with time and, and stuff like that. So, I yeah. mean, obviously you can see his growth. Yes, of course. He's got as a head better. coach, he's getting better and better and he's so entertaining and I'll, I'll jump in and I'm like, of I, I, the, the Halloween stuff, <laughs> yeah. the people dressing awesome. up as him, the kid, you know, the, the one the you, that everyone saw right away with the kid, like, you know, in his whole suit and everything and then running mm-hmm. and everything was awesome. But what blew me away is Spolstra. Spolstra. And he respects, obviously. <laughs> and McDaniel's worked with Spolstra. Spolstra's come and seen the Dolphins. It's a cool thing, especially when and you And vice have... versa. They've shown McDaniel uh, and other games. players at Heat games all the time. Yeah. So, yeah. I think it's also just like a quick note on McDaniel on that. How many head coaches in the NFL have people dressing up? None. As, right? Like, that's that's a super cool. I mean, I don't yeah. remember a Dolphins coach that has ever. And I'll, I'll bet you people have done Belichick Belichick before. with the hoodie and holding yeah. it down. And, stuff, and I sure. think there was a day where people did Parcells. Yeah, maybe. I'm Do not, you remember, I don't remember anyone dressing up as Shula? Well, I don't know. Well, you're too young. Then. I'm too young I, there, I have to ask your dad no, that question. I honestly, <laughs> just thinking of, like, besides Belichick, like, you know, Andy Reid's been a big coach. I'm I'm sure there's been a random Kansas City fan that's done Andy Reid or something, right? Well, um, I'm yeah, not. I'm sure. talking about something that really made a splash. You know, celebrity players for sure. Yeah. Like when Fitzpatrick did had all the. I saw people. Um, you know, when he did the whole chains and stuff when he was on Tampa Bay, and they gave him all his chains and the sunglasses and the open shirt. I saw yeah. a bunch of those for Halloween true, that year. True, true. But I just you don't see it with coaches. This year often. there were so many couples dressed up as. Uh, Kelsey and and Taylor oh, Swift. Yep, it was making yep. me puke. So. Yeah, you'll see that for sure. You yeah. just don't see it with with coaches. I think that's, you know, I watch a lot of TikTok videos of like sports and like sports betting and people talking about rankings of teams and coaches, whatever. Every single one that has anything to do with the Dolphins, there are so many. And I'll go into their accounts because I want to see are they Dolphins fans or are they just homers and they're biased. A lot of them are not. A lot of them are fans or just random teams who just love McDaniel. They love his enthusiasm they love how funny he is they love how down to earth and real he is it's it's something that's to be said that i mean you have guys of other teams and fans of other teams liking your head coach like that's pretty rare i don't really like that many head coaches other than mcdaniel you know he's so entertaining he's so different he's such a breath of fresh air and stuff i just he needs to keep winning so people don't turn that into mockery Rather than, you know, fun and respect. Because I yeah. could see it going the other way. Getting bad, yeah. yeah. I mean, last year we weren't world beaters. We were 9-8. and eight, And people still really like McDaniel. They saw yep. the team injured. They saw Tua out. So I think they gave him a pass in his first year. But I agree. He needs to continue a winning way in Miami. And as long as he does that, he'll have so many supporters. And a lot of players will want to come play for him, too. Yes, that'll be a good thing. That'll be fun. Yep. So uh, here's another future nugget. Mm-hmm. Right, a certain player made his first. I'll give it away if I say what it is. Uh, that I think 
has a, a really interesting potential to make a, a high future impact. He made his first play. I'll say it. He made his first catch as a Dolphin. Made his first catch as a Dolphin? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're talking about Chase. Yeah. Yeah, and I liked the run after. He was super so physical Just remember after. how dominant he was at one point on the Steelers. For two years. Yeah. He was really good. Yeah. If that kid gets through his head and and our coaching staff gets him and he gets excited about football again and everything, which is, you know, if, if, if. Sure. But not a stretch. Yep. To see that gets excited, gets like Hill gets in his ear and chews his ear off because that guy has more energy than 10 people. Yeah. (laughs) No, that's one thing when we traded for Chase Claypool, you know, I was excited about that because I've watched him since uh, the the potential. Yeah. And it, you know, you didn't give up a a second high second round pick like the bears did. You gave up nothing. You gave up a sixth and you got a seventh back. Yeah. Um, so you know, at that point, it's like, that's a wash. And that was not even next year's draft, 2025 draft. Yeah. So, I mean, for that, you're getting a 6'4", 220-something pound receiver who can block. In in my space, uh, I really worry about toxic people. Sure. Right? Yeah. The coaching that I do, whatever, when I run into a toxic person, uh, it like I can feel it on my skin, mm-hmm. you know, and it's really hard to work with them. And so... People call them a cancer in the locker room, which is the super negative side potentially, sure. right? So, wh- how will this work out? So, just just the fact I wanted to draw the fact that um, that he made his first catch, yeah. So he's in there, you yep. know, and they're working him into the system, and that the potential to have a third wide receiver that is that level of dominance yep. is almost like cheating. And that makes Braxton your fourth, who's proven <laughs> to have like humongous first down catches this yeah. year. So yeah. now you have four receivers plus river Craycraft, who's one of our best. He was catching some important passes, but he's so good at blocking. You have those five, right? You're going to look really good. I don't know if river's coming back or what the deal is with the IR situation and bringing mm-hmm. back players, but regardless, those right now four, we don't need him. No, not with chase. But, and that's one thing I was going to mention yeah. with chase. So, you know, I was talking with my buddies about Chase Claypool because when we got him, they said, oh, that guy sucks. He's a cancer. He's toxic. He doesn't block. And I said, well, true. But at the same time, he wasn't like that in Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh, they loved him. The problem is he got frustrated because they drafted another first-round receiver, mm-hmm. and he was the third receiver and wasn't getting the targets. And anyone could get but frustrated that's, in that's that That's what's going to happen in Miami. I mean, he's going to be behind Hill and Waddle forever. But I think that – it's a different situation. That's yes. what I was trying to bring up. Is he's that, coming into a known situation. Yeah. He knows that Tyreek and Waddle are there. He, yeah. he knows that he's learning the offense. He knows he's going to be asked to block and he's going to earn his, his touches when it comes to any passes. Right. So I, I think if you watched him in the first couple of years in Pittsburgh and at Notre Dame, the guy can block, he's big, strong, physical. And what I wanted to bring up was on that most touchdown, uh, that, that right at the, I think it was the third or fourth quarter. Of the Yeah. Moment. Yeah. Yep. So, that Mostert run in the third quarter was a block chase by chase and chase was, yep. and you see him. I watched a lot of, cause I've had a lot of Justin Fields and fantasy. Mostert so would have been tackled in the backfield. Yep. Lost like three, four yards. Yeah. And I've, like I said, I've watched a lot of Justin Fields. I've watched a lot of the bears this last year and, and, and this year as well. I've watched a lot of, uh, Justin, like I was saying, and, um, you know, with Justin, Last year, you know, they were having tough games. You'd see Chase Claypool looking down, his shoulders, you know, just bad bad body language. Body language. And, and you just sure. – it makes a huge – and I know the whole toxic cancer. We're worried about him coming to the locker room. One thing I was 
not worried about was McDaniel being able to change a player and be able to control the locker room. And, and I just think the positivity of the team, the coach, the organization just in a totally different with Flores. You watch Ted Lasso, don't you? Yeah, I love Ted Lasso. I, I keep thinking of McDaniel as Ted Lasso now. He, he's a lot like him, you know. Um, I think he knows, except he knows the game. Right? Yeah, yeah, but, of course. He's yeah. he's a lot like him in, in certain ways, but which the is character a great way because everyone yeah. loves Ted Lasso. I haven't <laughs> met someone who has watched the show that says I don't like that character. I didn't like Jason Sudeikis doing it. Everyone loves him. It's kind of similar with McDaniel. Uh, but with just going back to Claypool, why I was so excited was because regardless if you you have a big receiver, big body, you can get him to come in and get some catches. I would that would be awesome if he could contribute that way. But that block, if you watch after, I've never on the Bears. I don't think I saw him that excited not one time. He was excited and he set at the edge block that allowed the touchdown. Right there shows the just difference in character, how he's feeling. What, you know, change of of you know a change of scenery could be really big for some people and i think that's what we're getting with chase and i think every week he's going to make a play that's going to help us win and continue to make small plays here and there and eventually maybe a big play down the down the line you know, that, that we really need a big catch or something happens in a game that i think it's going to be chase that will help us win a game you know down the line that that is my hope yeah. that's why i brought him up yep yep so any other thoughts from from this game i think i've pulled out most of the significant things from from my it was great to see waddle get another touchdown i was gonna bring that up i don't know if i don't really like seeing ross that was the worst <laughs> waddle dance i've yes. ever seen it's not the first time they've shown it this year <laughs> he, which you, is good for us because waddle scoring touchdowns yeah. but come on there was a he needs to learn how to do the waddle i, I that just he did a weird hip thing he was like salsing or something i don't know what he was doing but i'm glad waddle got over a hundred First I want to see Taylor season. Swift do the waddle. Oh my gosh! Could you imagine? <laughs> Which is actually Jalen brought up. He said like they asked him about Taylor Swift, and he said, "Oh, I'm a Swifty." Yeah. And so some of the Dolphins have been like saying little things that they like Taylor and blah blah. blah. Ty- Tyreek said, "I don't want to speak on it." Yeah. Like, I don't. I don't want to say anything. I'm not going to speak on it. <laughs> Which probably better from Tyreek because Waddle's more conservative. That, that's we'll, actually you know. surprising to hear Tyreek say that because in his podcast he just says whatever. Yeah, well, it's when the NFL is like. You know, because I think in his podcast he can get away with more things than yeah. in there in those interviews. And he's already been fined a million in, times in a row. Yeah. So I think he's, he's toning it back a little bit. Yeah. yeah. When he he's ran, losing real money. When he caught that touchdown and ran to the sideline and sat down with a huge smile, I just died laughing. We were up seven. It was seven seven. Yeah. And at that point, I was like, you know, we're gonna win this game, and I just didn't feel uncomfortable anymore after that touchdown. But it was funny to see Tyreek just kind of. <clears throat> I don't know why people call him Cheetah. I, I started calling him Cheat Code. Cheat Code, Because yeah. whenever we need something... Huge play. <laughs> yep. It's just like, push the Cheat Code button. It's Boom. Great. I mean, he split the yep. cornerback and the safety, like, easily. And, I mean, that's... That, I don't... Besides that, I mean, the Patriots game, I love that touchdown. You know, I realize that he's a completely different receiver. Size, style, capabilities than Randy Moss. Yep. But... His effectiveness and undefendability reminds me of Randy Moss. Yep. And he's scary. Randy Moss was scary because he can, you can throw it up. He'd moss someone, right? He, yeah, right. There'd two, be three, three defenders around him and he'd out jump them and knock them one-handed. And then push them over and keep running. Yeah, he was so, different. Yeah. And, but it's, you know, who reminds me, and it, totally different. Totally body, different. Yes, 100%. But, but this is a guy that reminds me of Tyreek when he got the ball in his hands was Megatron. 
Because once Megatron got the ball in his hands, he was super scary. Johnson yeah. also was really big and had a Massive. very high touch point and out-jumped people yeah, for those balls. Definitely. I mean, they're completely different receivers, but more... You got to love the receiver that when the ball is in the air, they have such a mentality like, that's mine. I don't care what defenders are around, around yep. me. I'm going to pwn you. Yep. But, yeah. And Megatron was one of the... Even though, regardless yeah, of body him. or how big he was Calvin or anything, Johnson. but he, when he, he caught the ball... so fun to watch. I hated Moss. Because yeah. he was a patriot. Yeah, I, I liked have, him on the Vikings. I didn't have. Yes, I, I loved him on the Vikings. I didn't have Pepper. to hate, you know, Calvin Johnson at any point because he was just on an irrelevant Rotting team. On the Lions yes. forever. Yeah, uh, but that's Tyreek. It's just I don't think there's a scarier. Doesn't matter about position. Scarier player in the NFL when he's now? caught up right now, yeah. just today. DBs, coaches, everyone. Uh, it's funny they make jokes about it. I can't sleep tonight because you know I got to face Tyreek tomorrow. But yep. that's the truth. No, I mean for you can't and you can't plan. There's certain things you can and can't do, right? You can try to take. I, I'm, I'm not going to let him get over the top. I'm going to put three safeties. I'm going to do whatever, right? Mm -hmm. But once he gets the ball in his hands, underneath. You can't plan hitting for twenty two miles an hour, streaking, you know, on a slant or on a crossing, you know, whatever across the field. He's going to outrun you. There's no planning for to that. To the gap. It doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. It doesn't matter what zone or man or whatever you're in. You have to now get him to the ground, and he's not easy to tackle. You know, there's not many guys who put big hits on him. So yeah. he, he's, he's scary. So fast, he's, and I, and I, would, I would call him slippery. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Besides that with the Patriots game, I mean, in my opinion, I think Tua, what's funny is, which I love this actually, I, Tua didn't have an elite game, in my opinion. I think he was very good. He was very solid. But what's funny is is that three years ago or two years ago, we said this was an elite game from Tua. This was an unbelievable game. And now he's, and now he's raising the bar. Yep. Yes. He's 300 yards and three touchdowns. Like yep. We should have that every single week almost, yeah. right? And that's crazy to think about how far Tua and the Dolphins have gone with this offense. So, I mean, besides that defense. How I close were we to just ejecting the kid at one point I, for a loser like they have in Cleveland? Russell Wilson, you know. Deshaun Watson. I mean, how, yeah. Lamar Jackson. There was all these rumors of us trading for him before he signed his contract. Yeah. I mean, how many? And he went through all that, you know. I mean, he went through going into practice and work every day. And your your head coach said, "I, I should have drafted Mac Jones. I should have drafted Jordan Love. I should have drafted whoever." Yeah, I see you know? <laughs> how well Flores is doing in his current role, and I I just don't have any good things to yeah. say about him at this point. But we're lucky that. He stayed mentally tough, and he was pretty mm -hmm. depressed, it seems like, from all the interviews he's done. And he's in a much better place now, and we're you know reaping the benefit of it because uh, you know the Dolphins are definitely a contender now. That's one of the bottom lines is we're such a fun team to watch. Mm -hmm. Here's the other thing about McDaniel uh, and his mental rule set. I keep going back to this, uh -huh. right? He wants to operate w with class at all time. I think it really hurt him that he received so much criticism over to his concussion. Uh -huh. And I think that has also led to this whole strategy of protecting players. Overly protective about injuries. Right, right. Uh, just an element that led to it. But, mm -hmm. you know, people are highlighting the example of two injuries in the Patriots game. Yeah. There was a Patriot that was hurt, and McDaniel walked over there and took a knee and next to him. Oh, Kendrick him. Bourne? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he tore if his he was ACL. okay and, yeah, you know, was... all of that, right? Uh, there was a, a dolphin injury. Was it Long? Brandon Jones? It, I can't remember who it was. The at this one where point. he almost got the interception and Juju Smith-Schuster hit him in the air, and uh, then he went out of the game. I I think so. Oh God! Well, it 
I'll just use it as an example because sure. I can't remember. Sure, sure. Uh, but uh, Belichick did the opposite. He stood there like with his hands in his pockets, like screaming. Uh-huh. You know, and they captured that too. And so I saw a lot of highlight. The the, diff- the point is, there's a difference in in behavior in class. Yep. So I know if you're on the losing side of things, it makes things tougher to be classy. Sure. You know? It's it's easy to be classy when you're winning, and yeah. you know whatever. But just another element, you know. It feels like McDaniel never gets too high, never gets too low. You know, he just kind of is always the same. And what do you think of his locker room speeches? I, I've watched probably three quarters of them at this point. I don't love his locker room speeches. I think they're I'm terrible. I, I, I think that he sometimes overthinks what he's going to say. I think I think he really has genuine relationships with these guys. I, I think do, they too. They really think they like him. I just think he's not really the rah-rah. I, I think I'm, he's too goofy. He's just not that rah-rah I would type love of guy. to hang with him. I'd love to have him around, but I'm never hiring him to make a speech. Yeah, no. I don't, I'm not I'm – not, he's not a hype guy. You know, yeah. that's not the guy that he is. And, you yeah, know, like I bring Dan him in Campbell, for the comic relief. Dan Campbell's like, uh, yeah. get in the locker room, like, we're going to do this, and we're going to kill these guys, and we're going to blood, sweat, and tear. And, you know, McDaniel's just so goofy and quirky, and I, I love that about him. He's not great at speeches. It is what it is, right? <laughs> I'll take. Uh, we'll move on from this game. Yeah. Uh, and we'll just touch base on a, a couple of things quick before we wrap it up. Sure. Uh, wh- I, one thing I want to mention is this whole X Twitter thing. Yeah. And I'm going to mention it because there's a reasonable chance that our podcast will leave the platform. Uh, so the sign, uh, you know, it's been a rumor that uh, that um, Musk Musk is going to make it a pay platform. Yeah, I heard about that. Right, and, and so there's a ton of people if he does that. If that, yeah, I'm not paying for it. We're no, not paying for it. We're absolutely not. We're nonprofit. You know, we lose money yeah. making this podcast, yep. so it's a thing that we do for joy. Yep. Stand by, whatever. Yep. But the sign of times coming is that there was there's a, a technical thing that you do in the background to get um, access to your account. Uh, oh, okay. Via code. Okay. Right. I gotcha. can't think of the term for it at the moment just because my brain is sodden from full day of work. Yeah. Right. Just turned into mush. But um, <clears throat> it's like a key. Right. Okay. Access key. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's kind of a standard thing for social media platforms to to do that mm-hmm. so that you can connect like your website and, you know, other stuff to your media accounts and show whatever. So sure. We've done that forever. Not only did he disconnect that, take the key away. Uh-huh. Uh, but now if you want one. You have to pay a hundred dollars a month. A hundred dollars a month. A hundred dollars. Unless a month. I'm a massive company, I'm not doing no, that. No, it's no joke. <laughs> it's, it's just right. That's so stupid. So yeah, it's like, well, okay, boom. So uh, if you want to see a, a, a one paragraph details on that, I put it on our website on our social page. Mm-hmm. It has the streams for Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter slash X, and I put the paragraph right there. You okay. Know? Like this is this is really a hundred bucks, and there's no way on earth we're ever paying that. So, nope. uh, so if we do leave X, I uh, we might need to pick another platform. Go back to YouTube and just do like audio presentations, and and have do something on the YouTube side, or you know what what is it that you just mentioned? The TikTok. Yeah, TikTok. A lot of people do TikTok. Maybe that's maybe that's the next one. I just created a page in there, kind of talk about dolphin stuff and different prop bets and things like that Mm -hmm. just started it but it's uh, a lot of people do that a lot of podcasts are on tiktok now it's a lot of sports ones yeah Uh, they do well on there and it's pretty easy to navigate and you know that's the only 
Um, I mean, the only difference is like the whole, you know, people get a little weird about China and that they can get your information or whatever, but depending on, you know, yeah, what so, you put in there, I yeah. guess. So I don't know. We can talk about that, but yeah, let's, let's talk about <laughs> it. And maybe, you know, over the holidays or whatever, I'll have some time to take action. I certainly yep. don't right now for sure. Everything else going on. So cool. Cool. Um, so any thoughts on uh, the trade deadline, yeah, yeah, trade uh, deadline. And, and our lack of action there? I'll, I'll start. Yeah, yeah. Right? Go for it. Uh, and I'll just repeat what I said before. Uh-huh. I, th- I I thought we needed to do more mm-hmm. to address the problems, injuries, sure. age, performance on the offensive line. Okay. Right. So for me, I would have targeted a guard or center or guard center uh-huh. and looked around the league. The one thing that I heard – Maybe you, Andy, I don't remember exactly. Sure. <laughs> Here's my no, memory yeah, thing no again. I say, well, the only person that was available was XYZ from the Vikings or something. Yeah, right? that was me. And I'm like, no, you you don't understand. Everyone in the league is available. Kind, Everyone. Kind of. So It depends what you want to pay for them. It just depends because the problem is, is that why I said that was because they weren't making a lot of linemen available. And regardless, I, I get – you're available for you still make phone trade. calls to teams understand like, that yeah i mean if you got a first round pick and you're willing to pay that for a center on a team that's going not going to go to the playoffs yeah then that team's going to talk to you the issue is least. contracts that was of course it the, was it was it had i, to be I a understand guy. it's the complexity is more because of money it was a yeah it was about next year and you know you're thinking of what are you doing with x's money how are you going to get agba's money out mm-hmm. cedric's is gone you know you have to re-sign three Four offensive linemen. Uh, you have the D tackle situation. You know, there's a lot of other things. So the only thing we could have done is get someone whose contract expired this year. Mm. That Vikings kid uh, had a three year deal, not expensive. It was like five million, but it'd be a guy who would be a starter. So you could say, okay, well, we could have traded for him and said, okay, we're not going to bring I'm back. I'm not sure Isaiah. they've given up. The Vikings. Yeah, at least it. Yeah. Well, they traded their one of their best young guards, uh, and then they got Dobbs, and then they I don't I think Jimmy G. There's a chance he could get released, and they might pick him up. But I mean, at the end of the day, Justin Jefferson. That doesn't out. sound like a team that's quitting. If Not they're quite, doing sh- but shit moves like that. I, I don't get it. I mean, it, I. In their division, the Lions are definitely top, but the NFC is not super strong. Right. So they could. They're, f- keep they're going. four and four, right? So four they could four. get in. If- yeah. That they pulled the right but strings. I, why would you trade your one of your best young guards? It just doesn't make sense. And only for a six-round pick. I didn't understand it. I, I thought the move was weird. Um, I would have maybe made that move. That would have been – and Chase Young was a really interesting yeah, move. That the um, commanders gave up both of their defensive yeah, ends. I wouldn't does. have done the Montez Sweat. Yeah. Uh, too high of a pick needed for mm-hmm. that one. Also, he <laughs> the Bears are horrible. They didn't even, they got him and they didn't even tell him or they didn't negotiate an extension. So he said he's going to wait till the end of the season. So they can trade him for a third. I don't know how his contract details work or how that all works, but the way that the Niners did it with Chase Young, which I imagine any team could have done the same, you traded for Chase Young. You don't have to give him the extension. He's a rental for the rest of the year. If he leaves to sign a big contract with someone else, you get a compensatory com, compensatory. What is it? Compensatory. Compensatory, compensatory pick. Compensatory pick, yes. right? So you mm-hmm. get a compensatory pick. So they would get a third round pick anyways. So basically, you just got Chase Young as a rental for the rest of this year for a Super Bowl run, right? Now, if I could have traded Ogba 
and gotten his contract out of there and gotten Chase Young at least for the rest of this year, then sure. And I know we yes. spoke to the Browns. We Just tried to talk yes. to the Browns about that, and yeah. it didn't end up working out for whatever reason. I don't know the details on that. It would be really interesting to know what phone calls were made. Mm-hmm. I, I would back off a lot if I saw Greer's phone call list and knew yeah. that you know him and his office called every team in the league at some point to have the conversations about players and just go okay they, at least they were looking into it trying to figure something out with all the complexity around it and so we don't have that visibility yeah i mean yeah. it's i would love to know that as well but i think you know me especially try not to be too biased me being a greer fan and thinking he is you know one of the top gms in the nfl with you know obviously one of the most talented rosters dolphins have had in a long time i think you have to look at it as well as look at the players coming back Right, Connor Williams, he's ready to, and I know we're about to talk about Chiefs here in a bit. Yep. Connor Williams, he's about to be go straight into it. Into the yeah, so he's about so just to back up for a second. I was just going to say a couple things. Raiders, we play them in a few weeks uh, after the bye week. They have their GM, their head coach, and office coordinator all gone. Okay, Washington yep. Commanders, we play them in December on the road. We now don't have to play them with two their two best defensive linemen. Right. Uh, which is huge for us. So it's yes. obvious that that's going to just be a, a shootout if, unless we can stop the commanders, which has been proven that they, a lot of teams can do that. Yes. So uh, those are huge things. The only other thing that really affected the Dolphins was Rasul Douglas uh, from the Packers, which that guy has been burnt left and right. He's good. He's nowhere near white. He's an upgrade from Calaire Elam, the kid from first round pick from Florida last year. But it's not like an upgrade. But that's the only thing in our division that really made a huge difference. The Jets picked up some guy and put it on their practice squad, and they're going to try to play him this weekend for an offensive lineman. They have a mess at offensive line. I don't know how much that's going to help them as a guy who's been out of football since last year. So yeah, that Commanders pick in my preseason picks was one of our, I picked as a surprise loss. You know how every uh-huh. year you have a loss. That, yep, I, I'm reversing that with the loss of that defensive line. There's no. And that was the reason why they were even in games because yes. Montez Sweat and Chase Young were just causing havoc. Yep. And, and they, they just have problems in their secondary. So now, no, you know, you have problems in your secondary and you can't rush the passer. You're, it's not going <laughs> to be a long day against the Dolphins. <laughs> no kidding. It could be, yeah. Not only could the Raiders be another 70, the Commanders could be another yeah, 70. Yeah, who knows? Especially really, at home for the Raider, against yeah. the Raiders, I feel like yeah. that could be. They're going to get. Oh, my God. But, I, I would expect it just a complete annihilation. Well, going from the trade deadline into the Chiefs game, right? So I think a lot of the thinking was, well, Teron Armstead, he's 21-day window. Mm-hmm. I have no idea if he's playing on Sunday. He's practicing. He gets another day of practice tomorrow. Yep. So that's good news. He could, of course, though, if you look at a lot of the guys that we did He would did be activate, a huge difference maker in our chance to win this game. Massive. But the conservative, conservative way that the coaching staff has been handling injuries. and I would call it doubtful. Well, he, every single player this year that has gone on IR and has come back with their 21 day window, not Ed. one of them has played the first game, not one of them. Right. So, you know, do you say we need Armstead to beat the Chiefs? Or if we lose, you say we're six and three, we're going into the bye week, we get to play the back end stretch of our season after the bye. We have two more weeks to get, you know, Connor fully healthy, Robert Hunt back. Because uh, he has a hamstring, they, he's hasn't practiced two days in a row, so we may need. He's not going to play. I don't think we're seeing Robert Hunt. So the Raiders game might be the healthiest game we'll see all season, even the first game of the year. Yeah. Um, because of the guys that I are before the season started. Right. So you know, with that in mind, I think 
you know, the Chiefs game is important for the media or whatever. I want to show we can beat good teams. At the end of the day, I think that's a lot of that's BS. I don't think I think it's timing. I think it's a lot of wh- were you healthy? You know, what was the circumstance? Were you aware or at the home? Home or away, right? And, and health of the we, team. We for played sure. the Bills un, unhealthy. Did you pay off the refs also? Yeah, the, the Eagles both are on the road. <laughs> One with the refs were completely against us. Bills just worked yeah. us, but we didn't have our right. center. We were missing guys. Yep. offense and they defense. Did. Right, so those are things. Now Germany, we're healthier than we were both those games. Yep, we aren't on the road technically. We're not playing an Arrowhead. Everyone's on the road. If you, it's a neutral site, exactly. Yeah. So you would think we should have a better. Even if we lose, it would be like a three point loss. Like you would say, okay, we fought, battled, show we could play a good team. I, I think it all matters about how healthy you are at the end of the year. They're the best quarterback in the league, but they have no wide receivers, dude. No, it's Kelsey. Just yeah. find Kelsey. Yeah. That's what that's what Hill said. Find Kelsey. If you can find and locate Kelsey and have a guy on him and make sure he gets no yards after the catch, you can beat the Chiefs because the yep. only other guy is Rasheed Rice, you know? So Rookie. Yeah, so, I mean, yep. with the injuries and, and different guys that we're looking at, you know, Javon Holland, another guy who missed a game. X has missed two games in a row. Right. He, he should be back. Holland should be back. David Long's good to go. Alec Ingold's good to go. Mostert's good to go. Durham Smythe just practiced. Uh, so you're going into this game. You may miss, I think, and oh, by the way, McDaniel, I heard him. I was on the way driving over here. Mm-hmm. He said that we expect to see Connor. He doesn't say that and hasn't said that in any press conference in any of these past weeks that Connor's missed. Such a key thing. Yeah. So Connor looks like he's playing. I now. mean, look what we did when we actually had both Connor and Armstead. Yep. The run game is unbelievable. Yeah. With those, especially to the left, you can just run everything. You bring back HN also and look out. Yep. And then you have Eichenberg probably at left guard. So what do you do? You go Jones, right guard. You have Austin Jackson, who's solid at right tackle right now. So Which is still gives me, wild. makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up. And he's killed like good pass rushers yeah. this year. He's been really good. What uh, definitely wins most improved award. Yep. Hands down. Yeah. Him, uh, you know, you can even put Tua. Two has looked so improved this year, even from last year. Last year, it felt like you held your breath a couple times still with Tua. Yeah. He still makes some bad decisions in yeah. the moment. I think that uh, his decision-making, I think, but has actually improved. I just think, I think that he's overall, so much about timing. It yes. Just, it looks like a bad interception For or a sure. bad throw, and it's just like I expect the I threw guy to it to be the there. spot. He's supposed to be there. That's his assignment. Yeah. He, didn't yeah. ju- he wasn't running out of bounds and threw it and tried to throw it out of bounds, and the guy intercepted on the sideline. Like yeah. That's a horrible decision, a bad throw. Right. Some of those are like, there's nothing you can do. Like, yeah, if he has know. an aspect of, of his game to work on, it's what do you do when you're forced out of the the play? What do you do? You yeah. know, how do you improve your game? Uh, that's what's the term for it? Like, you know, Sandlot, whatever. Uh-huh. Did you see that stat that came out about quarterbacks and their first reads? Two is actually middle of the road. Yeah. Everyone gets on him about, oh, he's a first read quarterback. He just throws to Waddle or Tyreek, whoever's open on the first read, whoever the first read is on the play. Let's sh- I've been watching him all year, and I I never thought that. Yeah, it's Because just I think he's gotten really coached up to look off where he intends to go mm-hmm. the whole time. His head will be pointed one, uh, to one side of the field, yep. and then he'll just turn and throw it to the other side. Yep. So his eyes may be darting around. Yeah. But his head, the angle that you see if you're not up close to him. I know we have fast receivers, but Tua gets some of these guys open sometimes by just doing that. 
by just looking at a certain receiver and then saying, I'm going to look at completely different part of the field after and just opening up the gap from the linebacker or the safety. And it just, it's beautiful to watch because Tua wasn't doing that before. You know, that's not stuff Tua was doing. And uh, I'm excited to see the Dolphins against the Chiefs. Um, Have you seen a betting line on this one? It's moved down to one and a half. Started at three, went to two and a half, moved down one and a half. So there's various factors. So um, going into the Chiefs, my dad wanted me to mention we're 16, uh, 16, at, uh, 16 at 31. So 16 and 15 mm-hmm. um, overall. Um, longest game in NFL history against the Chiefs. Yep. We are 0-3 the last three games we've played them. Yeah, that's that doesn't good. really matter because it's a different team, a different coaching staff, different, everything's different. Yeah, last time we played, them, they had Tyreek. Yeah. <laughs> so they did. Yeah, yeah that's so, right. So we uh, we have Tyreek now and uh, and Waddle. So that changes things because uh, we had like Lynn Bowden Jr. and Gasecki and yeah. guys like that were yeah. our receiving core. Jakeem Grant, the, the no separation crew. Yeah. So you know, it's Parker, ex- but he was probably hurt. Yeah. No, he. I don't know if he played that game honestly yeah. for real. Uh, but I'm excited. I can't wait for the Chiefs game. I think that I'm going into this game way more optimistic than I, I was uh, the other two games. I am too. You know, I think the thing that gives me the greatest level of uh, uh, optimism is Connor Williams coming back and the potential that Armstead could play. Yep. I feel like if both Connor and Armstead are there, that we will win this game. Yep. And that that's the level of difference maker. But. Again, it worries me that Hunt is out. I mean, when yeah. will we ever have a game with all of our offensive Raiders, lines there? Yeah. Raiders game. We're and, and it's going to be bad for them because it's the Raiders game is going to be the healthiest by far we've been all season as long as knock, knock on, on wood. wood, right? You yep. heard it there. Knock on wood that nothing crazy happens in the Chiefs game, right? Yep. Because uh, when we have the bye week, you have two weeks to get healthy. Um, but so far, my season preseason predictions have been 100% accurate. Wow. Dude, what'd you have us for this game? So I had a loss for this game. Okay, well, hopefully you're so wrong let's, this time. So let's be wrong. <laughs> Let us be wrong. The only other thing I want to mention on the line uh, was that uh, a lot of things have changed since the schedule of when people got to Germany. Mm-hmm. That changed a lot of the line. It moved it. I don't know if it's... So I know that... That we came early and, and are adjusting... So Xavier Howard yeah. and Javon Holland and Connor Williams, I think they moved the line down one. So because they saw how much healthier the Dolphins are getting, uh, that changed some things a bit. But then there was a stat that I saw, and this is for London and Germany games. Okay, The team that gets to the whatever other country it is on Tuesday wins about 75% of the time compared to the team that gets there later in the week. We got in on Tuesday. Chiefs get in there tomorrow morning. So from what I saw from reporters. The last remaining question. Tyreek Hill. All the guys on Twitter are all saying they're exhausted, they're tired in the in the workouts, they're jet lagged, they're getting used to us saying I'm still getting used to the sleep, you know, the difference of the sleep timing and everything. Right. The Chiefs are gonna be dealing with that leading into That's an right. early morning game, mm-hmm. right? Well, not early morning, not over there. there won't, but still but, yeah. timing wise from Friday to it's plus eight to us here. Yeah, so Friday yeah. so they get in Friday morning. So that would be they only get really barely two full days. To, yeah. to adjust fully. And you were just saying you were gone somewhere. Where Stockholm, Stockholm. right? So yeah. it took you like a few days. To, I, I got there on normal, Thursday right? and left on Monday, and I never got right yep. the time I was there. And, Not even close. And Mahomes is coming off a flu. He was sick. 
now he has to travel. You know, it's just, it's, you don't get over a flu in a week. Like he may feel better, but you're still kind of feeling that then you're traveling in an airplane and then you're, you know, changing hours and they have one extra hour to change. So that that changed the line again. So I wouldn't be surprised if the line by the time the game starts is at one. Dude, all we have to do is somehow stop Kelsey. Yep. That's the one guy. Really? One guy. Or or Kelsey's the only guy who eats and you shut down everybody else. Run game gets shut down. No other receivers do anything. He gets a hundred yards, a touchdown, they we win by two touchdowns. Yeah. You know, that's that's the it's one way or the other. Yep. Um Last remaining question. Yes, sir. Will Taylor Swift be there? Uh, I'll 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 jump in and say I don't want her to be there because while I'm watching the game, I don't want the camera on her every five minutes. Yep. That's just it. I mean, I'm, you know, I don't Over have anything the, against the her. Area. <laughs> yeah, I, I have nothing against her or her fans or anything like that. It's uh-huh. just like when I'm watching football, I don't care about that. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to see it. I had heard something that she might be there uh, for the game and that something about she had some sort of, I don't know if it's a tour or something that she's doing in Germany but for her own stuff. Then, or, then she'll be there. Yeah, it sounds like yeah. I think she'll be there with what's her name, Brittany Mahomes. So I think they'll be there together Please watching the game. don't put the camera on her every five minutes. Yeah, Come unfortunately, uh, it's going to be anything. Tua throws a touchdown to Waddle and they're going to be like, well, what's Taylor? How, sh- how mad is she about this? So it's, <laughs> you know, I like Taylor. I think she, you know, she's has good, you know, good music. And and she has a bunch, bunch of fans, all that, but yeah. it's, it's, she's a, I mean, in this, she's not singing. She's not like she did the halftime show and it was like, wow, that halftime show was amazing. Let's show Taylor up in the box relaxing after the halftime show. Yeah. It's like, you're just Kelsey's girlfriend at this point. Yeah. You know, it's like, we don't need to show wives and girlfriends all the time. Like, let's talk about the game. Let's see what's going on in the game. Yeah. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's close this one out. It's been a long podcast. It has. Yeah. Talked Good conversation. <laughs> all right. Three, two, one. Go Dolphins! Beat those Chiefs. Let's go. Two Old Dolphins Podcast is proud to be a member of the Dolphins Talk Podcast Network. In addition to our website at twooldolphins.com, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, and many more. We can also be found at DolphinsTalk.com. We have a sponsor we'd like to thank, Sawbox Music Company. Makers of eclectic stringed instruments, boutique tube amplifiers, and custom portable music devices. Check them out at SawboxGuitars.com. That's S-A-W-B-O-X-G-U-I-T-A-R-S.com. Or find them on Facebook. You can reach out to us through our website and email address that's there, or find us on Twitter where we're very active. Uh, We have an Instagram account that we post to occasionally and uh, a Facebook page. Our podcast contains the music of two bands. We'd like to thank the original Tartanic drum and bagpipe champions. You can find their music and more at tartanic.net. A huge shout out to Rick DeJesus and the boys of Adelitas Way. Can't thank them enough for allowing us to use their kick-ass rock in our podcast. You can find them everywhere. Amazon, Apple, Facebook, Spotify. And make sure to catch them when they're touring because they are the best.